broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. This is C.W. Hall, your host here on Midtown Business. Thanks again for making us a part of your afternoon. Very pleased to introduce you to a couple of gentlemen from the technology scene here in Atlanta, and more specifically within the financial sector uh, of that space. Uh, I'm joined in studio today by William Mills, owner of William Mills Agency. Uh, They're a PR firm, one of the largest in the country um, in the financial uh, and payment space. Uh, Certainly one of the largest PR firms uh, here locally in the Atlanta area. They've been around for over 30 years doing what they do, helping companies get uh, uh, the community at large to know more about uh, their particular brands. Um, Also in crisis management and a host of uh, PR type services. Also joined uh, by the CEO of Psionic Mobile, uh, Ronald Herman. Um, And they're a company that's doing some really cool things, taking advantage of the mobile technologies that we have today to provide some innovative uh, loyalty uh, programs that help local businesses and even some uh, major companies out there uh, across the nation that want to offer some cool uh, loyalty type rewards for their uh, customers as they come by. And we'll get into uh, talking about some of those uh, things that they're doing. So thanks to both of you gentlemen for uh, making time to join me today in the studio. Thank you. You bet. So, Wayne, let's start with you. Let, let's talk a little bit about uh, William Mills Agency, and then uh, you can kind of introduce us to the guests you brought along with you today. I know you guys do some collaboration, so tell us about William Mills. Well, thank you, C.W. Uh, William Mills Agency is the nation's, as you mentioned, largest public relations firm for financial technology companies. Our 33-plus associates represent probably more than 60 different companies around the globe on four continents that specialize in mobile or payment technology uh, or any other type of technology product or services that helps enable a financial transaction. Uh, It was actually founded by my late father, William Mills Jr., and my mother, who's still very active at the firm, who is chairman and CFO, and my brother, Scott, who's also an owner of the company, and he is president. Most of our staff's here in Atlanta, but uh, again, we represent a wide variety of organizations, and Sonic Mobile being a company that I'm particularly interested in, in fact, it was about two years ago when I first met Ron, and we first started doing work, and I was so fascinated by his unique vision. Um, he was telling me things that I had not heard from all the other companies that I've worked with in my career, which I think I started at the agency back in 1983. I've worked with probably five, 600 different companies, but Ron and Sonic Mobile has really a, a fascinating approach that solves many solutions for both the consumers, merchants, and those others in the payments industry and it's it's so unique and so timely that being at the right place at the right time and so i'm honored to be on the advisory board of signing mobile and um which is the only one of the companies that we currently represent where i am acting in this capacity yeah uh, you know i as i began to uh, host the midtown business show i started with the the network doing top docs radio uh, you know because i do work with the medical practice as we talked about before we came on the air but Getting into the business side of things and starting to meet companies in the B2B space, I was, you know, really kind of surprised. I, I knew there was technology companies in Atlanta, but learning now that there's a lot of technology happening here in Atlanta and it's really, you know, growing very quickly. Uh, I guess being a travel hub certainly helps, um, and being one of the, you know, major metropolitan areas in the southeast, you know, is 
part of that as well. But uh, very interested to see all of the cool companies that are right here in town that are doing some things that are really kind of starting to, you know, wag the dog a little bit uh, around the world uh, with some of the solutions that they're offering. So, you know, if you want, you know, introduce us to Sonic Mobile and what you're doing with this application, because obviously with the new iPhone, um, Apple Pay component, the near field chips that, you know, that they're starting to integrate into telephones and things are starting to change with regard to our mobile devices. So tell us about what you're doing with that. Sure thing. Yeah, it's been actually a, a remarkable evolution over the past. Well, think, you know, the iPhone hasn't been out that long, actually. And, and, um, to take it from a, a game changer in the in the telephone space, the mobile telephone space, into a you know music leader with iTunes, now into payments, um, it's it's pretty remarkable to see that all evolve. And we're actually at a point now where we believe that, um, as William mentioned earlier, that um, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We've got um, you know it's going to evolve even more rapidly. Um, the industry is going to evolve more, evolve more rapidly, and there'll be more and more partners like Google Wallet and um, and even Amazon Payments, for example, that we had haven't even begun to surface uh, their products in, in this ecosystem. So we're we're, you know, we're excited to be kind of at the forefront. Um, we never refer to ourselves as uh, though we're innovators. We never refer to ourselves as. Um, you know, as, as bleeding edge, um, because uh, those are for the big boys. Um, you know, just ask Google Wallet, who's stumbled uh, four or five times with their Google Wallet product. Um, and uh, in, in the other three big boys, the uh, they used to be called ISIS, right? Uh, now called software. <laughs> that would be, a, now called be software. an unfortunate <laughs> one now. That was it? a and real branding something. exercise there. Yeah. yeah, and a quick one. Yeah. So, you know, but we do like to, you know, we are true, very rapid innovators in this space. And um, there are a handful of us around the Midtown Atlanta market. Uh, that have capitalized on our location, you know, the proximity to Georgia Tech, for example, for recruiting. Um, AT&T's Mobility Solutions Center is uh, three and a half blocks from our facility. So we've got some, you know, some great partners in town. Uh, Incom, uh, William may have mentioned, is uh, is one of the uh, big innovators as well in the digital gift card space and one of our partners. So yeah, we're very pleased to be kind of sandwiched into this mobile commerce space uh, where we do provide, you know, mobile payments and loyalty and we're capitalizing on not only the mobile device technology, the iPhones and Androids and, um, and the different uh, tablets as well as smartphones, but also Amazon's cloud, which is where all of our, all of our you know, the, basically the guts of our system sit. So we, we literally take um, the cloud to, as the processing engine and um, a consumer's mobile device and a mobile device at the merchant. We make the connection. Um, enable payments through our partners, and on every single purchase, the customer gets a reward. When you talk about your partners, are you are you meaning like a financial institution of some kind on the backside that's kind of handling the money as it flows, or who yeah, would that be? that's a great yeah, great question. So we um, we don't we just enable the payments. Um, we're not a payments company. It's pretty it's a pretty uh, pretty clear distinction, especially in this channel, because. One requires a, a license in every state. Uh, it's called a money transfer service or a money business service. And, um, you know, Square got their hand slapped uh, by 12 states and I don't know how many millions of dollars in, in license fees and, and um, because they, they didn't follow the rules. We simply enable the payments that our partners provide. So uh, we mentioned Google Wallet. Visa Checkout is another partner of ours, and we just enable them. Um, I 
lightly touched on Amazon. Um, Amazon actually has a very exciting mobile product coming into the pipeline in January of this, of this coming year. And uh, we we're very pleased that they selected us as one of their three launch partners. Mm -hmm. So um, think of it in this context. If you have, do you shop at Amazon, either of you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm a, I do it daily, unfortunately. But uh, so um, if you, in, in the very near future, um, it, through our Iron Rewards app, the new version coming out in January, um, you can actually log in, download the free app, log in with your credentials that you use online at Amazon, and all the payment methods that you have stored there actually transfer into the device. They don't physically transfer, of course, right. there's no security breach, but you have access to those payment methodologies inside the app. And if you're a Prime customer, you actually get a little extra special stuff, which I'm not going to talk about yet. But ah. uh, we do have a, uh, a feature coming out in the next release that um, it, that's uh, it's called a premier or premium tier. And um, those of us who have Prime accounts, as an example, will see certain promotions from merchants that the rest of the population won't see. I see. Well, yeah. I'm sure they'll tell their friends all about it to make people want to Get sign prime. up and become prime. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so talk about, you know, what your application, you know, provides to the businesses that, you know, take advantage of the technology that you're providing as well as to the customers that they're serving. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, there's actually th all three of us, right? There's the, the merchant, uh, the consumer, and then the partners, not just the payment partners, um, but those that we rely on actually to, to uh, distribute on our behalf. So um, one thing that, um, uh, you know, if you kind of take a step back and say, you know, where, where did we start this and why did we start with the loyalty tied to payments in the mobile space? Um, when we started this business over about four and a half years ago, um, you know, we kind of took a step back and said, let's look back into history about, you know, how customer loyalty came to be, who the benefits were, what programs worked and didn't work, um, which ones are working today. And how can we really focus on a business model that brings everybody into the picture in a win-win-win combination? So we looked at, um, you know, back in the early 70s, um, you, you may not recall, like, the, uh, the green stamps. And that's yeah, when, I, my Grandma those? Eva was a uh, big green stamp <laughs> oh. man, those booklets. And, oh, I got, uh, you know, a book full and going through the catalogs and picking out the stuff. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Right? So those that, were a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah they were, it was right? very cool. Talking you know, get a big stacks of <laughs> stamps at the Piggly Wiggly. Showing my age. <laughs> yeah. What's well, funny about that is so that is early, you know, that is Gen 1 gamification, right? That's yep. really where it all started. But then you look at like the uh, American, Island, uh, American Airlines, which was the very first frequent flyer program, um, and how successful that is, where now every airline, of course, must have it. And, um, and then you go into, uh, you know, how that's evolved into, you know, plastic cards and card-based systems. And uh, when have you not gone into a Kroger or a CVS and, and not swiped your card to get the extra points or bonuses? And, I, and on that model, I have to say I'm, I'm grateful that we're finally transitioning into digital loyalty. Because I tell you, the cards, I mean, you know, they're, they're really as bad or worse than the punch cards. They're certainly... It's just a more durable punch card. That's really all it is. It just makes your wallet just gigantic, or you look like a, a, a janitor on your key ring with, <laughs> instead of keys, you have all these loyalty cards. You're exactly right. In fact, if you know, I'm not sure if y'all go to the gym or not, but um, the gym that I attend has a big uh, pegboard with little hooks. And without exception, every single one of those key rings has four or five of the little, you know, barcode <laughs> Kroger Plus oh, cards. Yeah. And, yeah. 
And uh, mine doesn't, <laughs> by the way. My, my, my key ring has one key, and that's my car ring. That's car nice. Key, right? so, um, but even to evolve that a little bit further, so it's one thing to reduce the number of, of plastic cards you carry. Yeah. Um, our goal and part of the vision all along has been, you know, you got to make this, this, these rewards. Um, the currency has to be common, and it has to be understandable. Um, you know, that doesn't do cons- us as consumers any good to earn seven kajillion, you know, Kroger plus points if we don't know how to spend them mm-hmm. or if they make it too difficult for us to redeem the value, right? Yeah. So for us, um, we c- again, we took a look at all these different programs and said, how do we benefit the consumer? How do we benefit the merchant? And, um, and how can our partners um, capitalize on, on our relationship um, to also, you know, generate profits and, and um, you know, share in the love? So... From the merchant side, uh, you know, we, we've had, we, you know, like all companies who, who have a dual-sided ecosystem, we had the challenge of, you know, merchant or, or customer. You can't have, right. you know, seven companies using the system and, um, you know, seven million users. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so bigger them up. <laughs> so um, we focused initially, um, you know, for the last year and a half, I think we worked pretty hard on getting um, into now we're up at almost 40,000 retail locations. And these are the really big brands like uh, Lowe's and Staples and um, Papa John's. Uh, mm. You know, we've got others coming online. Uh, we expect to be somewhere around 50,000 between now and, you know, early first quarter of next year. Um, and these are places where there's no new training required by the cashier or clerk or server. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a pretty simple transaction. Um, it's not unlike a, a Starbucks model where you walk in, you pop the, you know, show the phone and, and scan the code most of the time. Some of them have a little a number they've got to enter into the POS, but every single cashier and server knows what to do. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> part of the premise in, in the way we built this business is we vow to never reinvent the wheel. We're not going to hire 700 uh, sales reps knocking on merchants' doors. Um, we're not going to go to Lowe's and Staples and, and do all that on our own. We partner with a company in town called Incom. So um, likewise, we've, we've taken that approach to, to build out this huge network of, um, of major retailers where consumers with our Iron Rewards app can go in, pay with, pay with the phone using a linked payment account, and, uh, and earn IONS, which is the common currency I mentioned, right. which can be earned and spent anywhere. So that's the, a huge yeah, piece. Yeah, we've been talking with Ron Herman, the uh, CEO and f- one of the founders of Sonic Mobile, and they've come up with a really cool, uh, innovative technology that lets you use your mobile device to uh, transfer payment at, at a point of sale with a merchant as well as accumulating and, and easily using uh, rewards points, as you call them, ions, which I think is a really cool uh, uh, term for it. It's it, it's 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 exciting and it you know it you know it sounds really cool and, and obviously modern um you know what i was just getting ready to ask about it and you kind of answered my question a little bit and that was dealing with the fact that you know all of these all these merchants that offer a rewards program i mean they want to reward you for coming to their place so i'm sure that there's a little bit of a paradigm shift for some of them in, in this concept but for me as a customer i think it's fantastic and that is if i go to a member a merchant uh, you know that's participating in the loyalty programs i'll earn ions but then i can walk out to of that store and into another store that's also a member and i can use the ions i just earned 
at that place. Is that right? Am I following you correctly? Awfully. Or do I need to come back to that same merchant to use my ions there? Awfully close. Um, and you're right on all three counts. Okay. So we um, part of our strategy was to create um, a, a partnership with our merchants. Um, so to, to keep it real simple, um, all these huge national brands that I mentioned where we're you know, almost 40,000 locations, in reality, when the customer, when the consumer shops and pays with the app, Sonic Mobile is the one that's rewarding those ions. So if I spend $100 at Lowe's, um, I earn 1% of the purchase amount in ions that show up on my phone instantly. So Lowe's doesn't reward those ions. Lowe's pays us a commission for bringing in the customer, right. and we take a good portion of that commission and reward the customer okay. instantly. So those ions, um, which are, are, can be substantial, um, you, know, can, you can earn them very quickly, those come from Sonic Mobile, and they can be spent anywhere. Okay. They spend like cash. A um, thousand ions is equal to one dollar, and you can use them as a consumer anytime you want on any amount on any purchase at any time. So that's that's the the high level national where you can use your ions anywhere. Um, but to your point, the local merchants, when we started this a few years ago, we got some pretty heavy pushbacks. Right. Like, Wait a second. I want them to come to my store. Don't, right. I don't want them to use these anywhere else. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, our position early on was um, that sounds good in practice, but in reality, consumers are loyal to where they earn their ions or earn the rewards, not necessarily where they get to spend them. So if you think about that... Um, that's that. That was kind sort of sort of like the Delta Platinum. Precisely, <laughs> exactly. Um, but that's they, they still are. No, that's not going to happen. So we created this. Um, call it a bifurcated pilot, you know, uh, ion. But to the consumer, they all look the same. It's mm -hmm. just spending power, right? Um, so if I were to go into say, um, and I'm going to use local Midtown, if that's all right. Sure. If I were to go into uh, the Zocalo restaurant at 10th and Piedmont. Um, pay with my app and earn ions there on my meal and margaritas, which I go there frequently. Mm -hmm. um, then um, I turn around and I can use the ions that I earn there at Zocalo only. But when you combine the Zocalo ions with the ions that Sonic Mobile gives you as a, as a consumer, your spending power there is much greater. So I may have only earned a dollar's worth of ions, for example, for that one meal. But I went to Lowe's, you know, two or three days ago and spent $1,400 on a mini mower for my backyard. And I earned a lot of ions there that I turned around and combined with my local ions. I can go back and get a pitcher of margarita and not pull a penny out of my wallet. I think it's really cool that uh, that the merchant, it, the the... The rewards are coming out of the commission that they're paying you, and it's already you know a very low commission. So you're just reinvesting that back to push them back to your local merchants, which is a you know that's accomplishing what they were hoping to accomplish. And, and that's one of the things that fascinated me about what Ron was doing is that the oligarch oligarchy I don't know if I'm saying that correctly of the existing payment structures have such high margins. I can't remember how much you know in terms of billions of net profit the Visa creates every year. But that what Ron's and his team has developed is a platform that enables any size merchant, whether it's a one-person flower shop, uh, to offer the same type of technology, smartphone-based rewards program yeah. that the largest retailer in the world can have at for practically nothing. You're exactly right. And it's it, to your point, CW, it's kind of the – we did somewhat steal from the Robin Hood model, you know, from the – you know. 
for us, um, you know, we tapped into an existing stream of, of commission, right, from the from the uh, major for the large retailers and merchants, and um, and we earn a, a decent commission, which of course we reinvest into the into the iron currency right away. Um, but it does absolutely benefit the local merchant, and it's not upsetting the apple cart. So, you know, being a person who's not educated in such matters, if I'm using your application to transfer payment to this merchant I'm standing in, is that a, you know, because it was 1%, which, you know, it's right in there in the, you know, credit card range, but uh, that takes the place of a credit card, if I'm understanding you correctly. No, actually, in our application, you link a credit card, whether it's through Google Wallet or Visa Checkout, or you can link it directly. I guess what I'm trying to get at is from the perspective of the recipient of the payment right so they, they're only paying that commission that one per, it doesn't layer another one percent on top of the fee they're going to pay for a credit card payment so um yes and no okay so the merchant uh, and that's a, actually a great segue into the next part of this why, why the value that we're bringing to the local merchant um and, and to william's point earlier we we focused on the experience, but we really, really paid close attention to the financial model. Yeah. Back to the win-win-win scenario. Yeah. Um, we have a, a pretty sta- a staunch belief that uh, there's not room for customer loyalty if you're paying 2.75% in credit card fees yeah. on every transaction. Yeah. Adding 1% to that you know, on right. already slim margins is just not an option. Yeah. So you know, f- for us to succeed in this, in this space, especially with the small, medium-sized b- business merchants, um, we've been very aggressive in focusing on reducing the credit card fees. So we've done that in three ways, actually. Um, and and this is probably part of the model that is, is most attractive to me as a consumer and also to me as a business owner because um, it touches both of the constituents in our model. Um, as a merchant, the way this, the payment system works is um, if the, the consumer has three different options for paying. We, we, today, it's, uh, we're limited to the one, the credit card, debit card, um, and the Google Vault, Visa Checkout, the, the, typical, the typical methodologies. We're about to release um, a new version in January <clears throat> that actually focuses on the lower cost, faster payment methods for both customers and cons- consumers and the merchants. The first is a, an e-check, electronic check. Uh, back to the talk about partners, there's a group out of, um, out of uh, California called My eCheck, and they do digital check transfers instantly. It's not an ACH, it's a digital check rail, it's called Check 21. And how consumers use the app, they simply, they can either take a photo of their check, a voided check, or they can enter in their account number and bank number. And then that, that information is stored in a digital token off-site. It's not on the phone, and it's certainly not in our servers. Um, so that little, that digital token represents that payment method. And um, if they choose, the customer chooses to pay with an e-check, think of it as a paper check without having to write the paper. Yeah. If they choose to pay with that method, the cost to move money from checking account to checking account by our partner is 11 cents. There is no <laughs> 2.75% plus 10 cents, none of that. Yeah, the credit less card, than a stamp. It is, the credit yeah. card, it goes away completely. It's a good funds model. There's no such thing as a bounce check in our world. And the, cons- and the merchants get that payment within 24 hours. So that we think is a huge way. Now, you know, in order for the customer, the consumer to do that, you know, why would I, why would I link my checking account versus just use my credit card? Mm-hmm. So what we do as a company and, the, and our, all of our uh, merchant partners is we bump up the reward from 1% to 2%. Well, I was going to say, I would, I would think that there would either be a better reward or, or perhaps a, some pricing 
you know, benefit for paying in that way. That's it. So that's the second methodology. So you've got the most expensive, which earns you 1% as a customer. Um, and there's still a little bit of wiggle room in that model for us, obviously, with the merchants. But they're also, like we are, um, counting on the fact that we're going to help change consumer behavior just to kind of go back to using their checking account. They're using a debit card anyway most of the time. Yeah. Um, so if they can use their checking account, earn double the ions, um, that's, a, that's a huge benefit. And they don't really care as a consumer that they're saving the merchant money. That's more about I'm doubling my rewards. But the most exciting one, well, another equally exciting piece is that with this next release, we've partnered with a, um, a very big brand bank, and they are providing in, in the, with their brand inside the app a stored value account. And so basically, think of it as, um, in fact, it's exactly the same as the Starbucks model. When you load your Starbucks gift card um, inside of your phone, for example, using a MasterCard, you're basically just taking money out and loading it in so it's, it's done once and you can use it over and over for that $2.50 coffee. Um, our model is similar, but in order to, to load your, um, your prepaid or, or stored value account inside the app, you, you have to use your linked checking account. So the whole MyEcheck comes in because that, again, is the lowest cost good funds model for us. The reason why um, uh, a consumer would want to move money into that prepaid account and pay with it at checkout is because um, we give them 3% on every single purchase um, with no limitation. And the extra bonus is for the 20,000-plus fuel retail locations that will be accepting ION as, as payment at the pump in, uh, in between <laughs> first and second quarter of next year. When you pay with the Ion Rewards app at the pump, you you instantly get a ten cent rollback at the pump. Oh, dude! It doesn't matter. You could be at Shell, Sunoco, BP. Tell me, QT is going to be in there? I don't know about get QT. Get them. You got to get QT. Know, That's right? my place. <laughs> Taquitos. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but one one of the things that we haven't talked about that I do think uh, attracted me to the to what Ron and, and his team are doing is I was looking at some data and. According to the Small Business Administration, there's more than 23 million small businesses in the United States. And those, those 23 million small businesses account for 54% of the total uh, sales in the United States. Oh, I believe it, absolutely. So, so what Sionic Mobile and Ron and his team are doing is, again, uh, you look at uh, Delta or, or any of the airlines and the hundreds of millions of dollars that they've developed to um, – have loyalty programs and rewards programs or American Express points and things like that. Now, even uh, a mom and pop um, a merchant at the Piedmont Organic Market can be offering these type programs, even if it's just a one-person organization. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's pretty cool that uh, you're empowering that small business owner now to step up and be able to you know, offer some very cool rewards and, and, and truly incentivize people to come and spend money at their local shop. Yeah, that's great. One thing I, I guess I missed the, uh, I, buried the, I buried the lead in that story, unfortunately. The, the cost to move money from the, BA, from the uh, stored value account uh, from, the, from the phone to the merchant is five cents. Well, that's I've, the cheapest way to move money. I would imagine that this, given 
those facts. You were talking about how inexpensive it is, and and uh, that in and of itself is going to put some tremendous pressure uh, on on people to use that because uh, everybody's going to be busting their tail to try to figure out how do I incentivize you to use this kind of application. But I would imagine um, a few weeks back, I, I spoke with uh, one of the folks from Elevon. They were on the show and they were talking about the ways that you know obviously the near field chips are kind of coming um, and. Um, that in in terms of security and things like that, that those devices begin to elevate the, the level of security on a on a card, for example. But also the way they handle information, you know, through the through the you know the sphere of electronics, you know, communications that's going on from that point of sale with the banking institution and so forth. It it, it turns it into an encrypted marker that says, yep, this is C.W. Hall and not so much transmitting my account numbers and all of that, you know, password and all that kind of stuff, um, that it reduces it down to just a marker that says, yep, this is the person that's holding that, that payment type. So it would seem that all of that is going to come into play here and make it to where it's actually one of the safest ways to pay rather than I hate giving my card out to somebody and let them walk off to... Who knows where to oh, handle Home it? Depot or Target oh, about seriously, that. or your <laughs> local restaurant. I mean, dude, there was it was in the news the other day that a, a person at a fast food joint was standing at the counter doing it right there at the counter um, with a with a swipe on a card. So being able to just go boop, and I have the device in my hand. I'm pushing the payment to the merchant. It goes seamlessly and inexpensively from my hands to yours um, with a higher level of security would at least it is how I'm taking this to mean that it that my information would probably be safer in these forms of payment rather than some of the others that we're talking about out there yeah it completely is and um, I'm gonna digress for a moment if I could and, and tell you there a, a true story that happened as we were building out our, our fraud uh, detection and prevention system so um, and, and we we hired some pretty heavy guns to come in and do that on our behalf and um, and these are the gentlemen that built the back-end uh, security system for the New York Stock Exchange, as an example. They got top NSA clearance, and, and these boys are, are big boys. So <clears throat> we paid them to come in and um, in early stage make sure that we had a, a way to, in real time, you know, within microseconds, understand if somebody was either trying to game our platform or if they were using, for example, stolen credit cards. Um, creating accounts and and trying to um, you know to basically in effect launder stolen goods and stolen money so we um, talking about the safety net we we did catch a um, a, a young gentleman in uh, South Carolina um, you, you can imagine what kind of information we might be able to collect or capture um, from GPS locations as an example um, this gentleman happened to be a clerk at a local hotel and he was doing exactly what you both described about it's the, the yeah, skimming, poor man skimming, right? Yeah. And what he would do is create a, a new ION account with, with his customers, his guests' credit cards, and immediately turn around and, and, uh, and start shopping online while he was working at places like Lowe's <laughs> and Staples. Right? That is amazing. It was incredible. Well, that young man's in jail. Yeah. So we provided the, the sheriff's office um, with enough information detailed information about this young this young man 
Uh, he's serving five years right now. Ooh. That's so awesome. I mean, you know, that's it's it's cool to know that uh, you know I, I had a, a credit card that got skimmed. I guess at a gas station. I'm pretty sure I knew exactly where it happened. Um, but uh, you know, got us for nine hundred dollars, and I doubt that uh, you know we didn't have to. You know, our it was a credit card, thankfully, not our checking account. Um, and so we. You know, we we did okay. It didn't hurt us financially. The the bank, you know, took care of that. But you know, you, you wonder, did anything ever happen to the person that skimmed that information? Probably but it's, not. Yeah, that, and that's what was my 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 suspicion was that probably, you know, out of country or you know, or sold out of country very quickly. Um, but to know that your your technology actually empowers you to very accurately guide because you've got the gps component to what you're doing and you can actually see oh they were here they were here they were here this is where they were using it yes yes you know that brings up something that i hadn't thought about in a long time but more than 20 years ago i visited the first national bank of atlanta uh, credit card facility on piedmont and asked them what their charge off rate was related to fraud and it was something like 21 percent of all of the credit transactions they just plan to just write it off 21 that's right you got to remember as taxpayers in the united states this is fdic insured financial institutions we're actually paying for that in higher um you know with the default rates and possibly higher premiums for the financial institutions and so i don't see that being a problem here with Sionic mobile customers yeah, by all means yeah I'm, I'm joined in studio by william mills of the william mills agency and ron herman of sonic mobile we've been talking about sonic mobile's cool new application that lets you earn rewards and use them through the uh, mobile app uh, on both your iphone as well as android devices and uh, they're they're starting to be used in a wide number of national brands that everybody knows about. You know, uh, get from gas stations to uh, restaurants and uh, home improvement type stores, uh, as well as local merchants that we all love and, and are familiar with. So it's real exciting to see what you're doing there. Um, you know, before we run out of time, do you have any other thoughts that uh, you want to make sure that people know about your application? Where do they go to get it? I guess just go to the app store and download. Uh, you know the application straight away there. How do, how do how do folks get linked up with you from the customer side, and then we'll talk about how a merchant gets on board. Absolutely. So um, from the consumer side, it's a it's a free download. It's a free app. It's never a fee, um, and it's just doing a search for Ion Rewards inside of either Play or the App Store, um, and it's a uh, you know a pretty simple download and um, a couple of taps to get set up, um, and uh, we make sure that uh, that the uh, the consumer is rewarded along the way for um, for for like linking an account, for visiting a merchant for the first time, um, for going to these national brands, and um, and we're certainly going to start uh, focusing on, as you mentioned earlier, the the uh, the local merchants right now, is, uh, which uh, we also want to talk briefly about the the Midtown Loyal initiative. Yeah, we talk started. about that. Yeah, so we've we've um, teamed up with the Midtown Alliance, which is uh, to me a phenomenal organization here mm-hmm. in town. They do some great stuff, and um, they've really embraced us as as not only obviously a Midtown business, um, but as a true innovator in this space. Because today, if you're a Midtown Alliance member, if you want, uh, you can get a discount anywhere from you know five to ten percent typically. Um, if you carry your little Midtown Alliance and, and I never, I, I never remember to carry that card around. I know, I know. Ever. Yeah. Me neither. So they're pretty excited about this because we're going to help them, you know, join the digital frontier and, 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 you know, be part of this, the ION platform. 
but they're also reaching out to the midtown businesses, uh, the shops and restaurants, and the Fox Theater and uh, Woodruff Art Center, and um, as many of the midtown businesses because um, collectively, from now through typically mid-January or you know particularly mid-January, we're really trying to, to create this community of our own little mini ecosystem um, that we can we can uh, basically uh, announce globally that we are the most dense. Um, live, work, play, midtown district where um, more people than anywhere are paying with their phone and more merchants than anywhere are receiving funds and rewarding customers with their phones. So we're, we've created this Midtown Loyal Initiative um, to, to, to do two things. One is to, is to create this, this community um, to keep you know, consumers and visitors money in, inside, the, inside the, the neighborhoods. And then selfishly as a company, um, we're using, we're leveraging these, these relationships and this, this, uh, this hotbed of activity um, as we roll out the next version of our platform in, in, um, in January, which includes the Bluetooth beacon capabilities we yep. haven't talked about. Um, and it also uh, includes those two payment methods that I mentioned, the, 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 um, the bank partner's uh, stored value account and the e-check. Those all go live in, uh, in January. And so that gives us an opportunity to um, to showcase this, to bring Midtown Atlanta to the to the you know the big screen, if you will, among um, among uh, the global economy, and make sure that we're we're viewed as an an innovation center for mobile commerce. Obviously, and we need to get you back on with uh, someone from the Midtown Alliance. We need to have them come out oh, and yeah. talk about the things that they're doing and how they're helping Midtown, and and uh, we'd certainly. Uh, welcome that being a midtown business ourselves so uh you know being able to bring some attention to some of the things that are going on and and uh, uh help the people understand that these programs are available to them you want to talk real quick about the the technology you say you're getting ready to launch like the the, the bluetooth beacon that will kind of help you know move things along that much more readily absolutely so um <clears throat> everything we do is location centric the apps um, all based uh, very heavily on where the devices are and even if you think about paying at the pump with the device is a great example. There's no need to have these little beacons. Which just for, for the record, the Bluetooth beacons are simply an emitter of information. Um, and they, they basically just broadcast a signal every few seconds, typically, um, and to a certain range. And they just sit there and, and, and broadcast constantly. Um, and the application iron rewards for the consumer is uh, listening for those for those beacon outputs and uh, and it really provides it's called micro proximity but in layman's terms it's just how close is this phone to this pump right and it helps us not only on the fraud side to make sure that you know you are who you say you are and, and you're using this device and you're paying for fuel at this location and pump number six um, but it also makes it really fast and easy for the consumer with one tap to authorize the pump um, and that's a big thing yeah. One thing we haven't talked about, though, and that's why I think this conversation is so timely, is with the Christmas shopping season coming up. You know, I'm just kind of perusing some of the the merchants uh, that Sonic Mobile works with. It includes um, GameStop, Barnes & Noble, um, Lowe's, uh, Brookstone, Sephora. I mean, now's the time to be downloading your Apple or Android Ion app here. Absolutely. And then the added benefit, of course, is through the holiday shopping season. Um, and back to the Midtown Loyal, if you have, uh, you know, 250 shops and restaurants and, and uh, service providers, hair salons and nail salons, and, um, you know, my dentist actually just <laughs> uh, just signing up uh, tomorrow for, for uh, the Ion Loyalty program, um, you know, it's, it's a great way for us to um, 
to be top of mind during the holiday shopping season and keeping those uh, those consumer dollars in Midtown. Because you can you can look up by what's the closest ion. Uh, dining near you what's yep. the closest fuel ion near you what's the closest shopping ion merchant yep. and so it has some of the features that some of the other you know applications that people may be familiar with like we talked about before we went on air with ways and you know foursquare those types of things that will give you some proximity recommendations and so forth but one of the things that you mentioned that kind of sets you apart from some of those is that you're not in your face with it you're not the 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 pushing of, of information is a little bit more elegant. It's a little bit less uh, trying to interrupt what you're doing with, hey, buy this, go over here and buy this. It's more of, you know, it's it will show you information based on where you are when you want to look at it. That's exactly correct. Yep. It's the right offer at the right time, the right person. And um, I'm a big fan of Waze, but if I see... You know, Home Depot ad coming up. I'm not going to pull in Home Depot yeah. just because I need I'm to I'm swerving over across three lanes to get that $5. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a novel idea, and I do, you know, I do re- respect it. I do appreciate the fact that I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that uh, take advantage of those types of offers like that. But I, I, I do see the, the difference that we're talking about here. And, um, you know, from the long-term behavior perspective, I feel like this is probably going to have an influence over where do I go uh, to spend this money that I'm going to spend. I need gas. Uh, why don't I go to an ION, you know, service station? I need, I want to eat. Uh, why don't I go to one where I can earn some ions today? That's exactly correct. In fact, um, our goal as an organization for the rest of this year into next is to create a the equivalent of the Midtown Loyal Program um, in communities across the U.S. So we have a, a great diverse mix of big retailers, mom and pops and um, and everything in between mm-hmm. and what one thing that you and i had been talking about but um specifically what are what is the, like the one two and three benefits to the merchant uh let's say it's a one or two location flower shop uh regarding signing mobile yeah good good yeah, good question so um the 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 biggest attraction of course is driving new business is getting new customers in the door <clears throat> it, the, the ion rewards app for consumer becomes an instant um, an instant exposure. Think of it as yeah. free digital marketing, right? right? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that Ann's Flower Shop was right across. Because you know, there's no the cost to me as a merchant until the person comes in and spends money. Exactly, exactly. There is no hoping no. and spending money on hope. That's exactly correct. Everything yeah. is hope is not a strategy. Right? Yeah. Well, I've, I have to say, I mean, we've, we've used some traditional media uh, through the medical practice, and it was significant spend on uh, buying a bunch of eyeballs in hope Mm-hmm. That uh, the people that need this would would see the ad, and it was a you know an atrocious spend. Yeah. Um, you know this is a so much better for the merchant to be able to say, hey, we'll beam your information out here all the time, and when somebody's close, they're going to see you, and you know very very likely might stop in. That's exactly correct. Um, you know we chatted earlier on before coming on air about um, you know we we help the merchant. We help basically um, the the three key pieces is is driving traffic. Um, cutting costs by reducing, especially after January, by reducing these very expensive credit card fees. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a baked-in loyalty program that, um, you know, that uh, keeps the customers coming back. So the, we get them new customers, uh, we help reduce their cost, and we get the customers coming back typically more frequent, by the way, because they're there to buy or spend, and, or to spend their ions, right? <laughs> I mean, this is one of those programs which is, that is, why wouldn't you? Exactly. I mean, it's it truly why wouldn't you do it? 
And and uh, another thing that Ron and I were talking about today is that you uh, have some patents in process related to this that mm -hmm. uh, make it especially powerful and helpful to the merchants and the consumers. Yeah, not to uh, not to keep touting Midtown, but uh, our patent attorneys are uh, are based in Midtown as well in the Biltmore office building. And uh, they've done a brilliant job. Uh, they filed our first patent uh, three years ago, and we're expecting that to uh, to go through final process, hopefully before year end, and be awarded. And the second one is right on its heels, so that's uh, it's good for us. Well, it's cool for me that I got to have you all on the show today because one of the things I'm going to do after we're all done here is I'm going to download the application and start talking about it and, and uh, seeing what it can do because it's uh, a very cool concept. Um, and I look forward to, you know, seeing, you know, it expand in terms of, you know, more and more merchants out there being able to take advantage of it. Because, I mean, just like you said, just from the uh, the pure exposure, I mean, it's it's in a way it's it's kind of like what i do i get to give the air away you know mm -hmm. there's no charge to come and tell your story so why wouldn't you um but to to have a merchant particularly a small merchant for whom you know advertising dollars are very hard to let go of because most of the time that's what you're buying you're buying hope i hope that the this <laughs> comes back with more revenue than i'm spending on it and many times it does not so to be able to have the opportunity that's that's only pay when they play and there's probably a good chance that more people are going to play here um, just because they're finding out about me when they wouldn't have before. Absolutely. And the other thing is <clears throat> kind of to, ta to tailor this off is we have um, you know, prior to uh, the release of in January with, the, with our next payment partner being Amazon, um, we were a little uh, shaky about, about saying we can drive traffic, you know, new customers in the door um, <clears throat> in volumes. But we're expecting to do uh, to have mass appeal with the Amazon partnership in January, where if you think of the 200 plus million folks who use Amazon, who then very quickly can uh, will learn about Ion Rewards through the uh, Amazon website, more than likely through some television commercials that'll be start coming out, um, and suddenly you've got a an influx of a very large audience and a big group of new Ion Rewards users, um, and then so those are the folks we're going to be driving into these local merchants with the app and um, and that's a, a huge benefit earned media you got it's it right. uh, very very valuable and in most cases it's free exactly <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah tell everybody again uh, you know how to link up with you online and social media but you know for for each both william mills agency and as well as sonic mobile sure uh, for Sonic Mobile, uh, the simplest way is if, um, if for uh, either parties, consumers or merchants, is just to go to sonicmobile.com, um, which is uh, S-I-O-N-I-C, mobile.com, or to uh, check out either apps um, in both App Store. It's either Ion Loyalty for Merchants uh, or search for Ion Rewards uh, for Consumers. Cool. Yep. And for our company, uh, our website's uh, williammills.com, and you can always shoot me an email direct at william at williammills.com. I've gotten to uh, talk to some really cool people here through the show, and you guys are uh, just another couple of examples of that. It's really exciting to be able to help you get the word out about something cool like this application here. Um, I'm very excited to be able to share it with the people that uh, I know as well as the listeners out there. So uh, make sure that you link up with us on the show's uh, Twitter and, and uh, Facebook pages, and that's at MidtownBRX on both Twitter and social media. There is no cost for you guys being here. You just have to link up with me on social media. So. You got it. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll certainly look forward to having both of you back. There's going to be plenty of other topics to talk about. We've got more in the financial uh, payment 
processing sector, obviously Atlanta being a hub for that industry. Uh, and then uh, I'd love to have you back, Ron, to talk more about your application, particularly when you're starting to launch some of the extra uh, bells and whistles that you're bringing on here in a few weeks. Absolutely. Uh, and I'd love to have you out. You know, we can talk about the Midtown Alliance uh, partnership and things like that. So many more things to talk about. Obviously, uh, uh great folks to uh, to learn some exciting information from. So uh, I'm going to be talking uh, with one of the folks from the Small Business Administration uh, coming up here real shortly uh, before the end of the show. So make, make sure you stick around and hear uh, Terry Dennison uh, coming on to uh, talk with us from the Small Business Administration. So thanks to you both, and uh, we'll hope to have you back real soon. Great. Thank you for having us. I'm pleased to be joined right now with uh, Terry Dennison of the Small Business Administration. We were chatting about them a little bit earlier in the in the show. Uh, Terry is the Georgia District Director for the U.S. Small Business Administration, and she's been with them since 2002. She's responsible for overseeing the implementation of the Small Business Administration's financial, counseling and training, and business development programs for the small businesses throughout Georgia. And she was coming on the show today to uh, join us and tell us a little bit about the uh, Shop Small Saturday that's coming up here after Thanksgiving. So uh, very busy lady. I want to say thank you, Terry, for taking some time to talk to us about this really cool and I think important initiative. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here with you today. As we were talking a little bit before we went, it's it's you know been implemented uh, in the recent past, uh, kind of during the downturn in the economy and uh, in an effort to kind of return uh, some fire to the engine of the the small business community, which, we, as we were talking about before the show, launched uh, how they're so vital uh, and such an indicator to the health of our uh, national economy. Trying to give some attention to the small business world uh, is obviously going to have a big impact for us. And one of the things I saw in the statistics that you provided was that Last year, almost half the consumers out there spending money uh, on holiday shopping knew that it was small business, uh, shop small Saturday, uh, focused on small businesses, and they actually acted on it, contributing $5.7 billion roughly to local merchants across the the nation and and their local cities. So, man, that's huge, And, and hopefully this year we can help you push that even further. Well, that's the game plan. I mean, to kind of talk a little bit about background, you know, we traditionally have had Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then with the advent of online shopping, you had uh, come about uh, Cyber Monday. So the idea was there needed to be something in there that put a little more focused on local small business as your Black Friday and your Cyber Monday tended to center more on your large retailers. Yeah, that's right. Everybody always talks about going to the mall or camping out at Best Buy or Walmart or whatever it may be to try to get, you know, heavily in the electronics world, uh, try to get a, you know, great buy on something like that. And, um, you know, the little guys, you know, seem to get left out unless they were maybe located in a mall where some of those mass shopping, you know, runs were going. But uh, I can see where it'd be easy to forget about the small business that's right there on Main Street. And small businesses have a lot to offer too, in terms of the uh, holiday shopping and giving season. Uh, you tend to find your more uh, localized, uh, unique, trendy, uh, maybe even a little quirky gifts uh, that are one of a kind. 
you're more than likely to find those at a local small business. You know, I think that's true. And, and um, you know, when it comes down to either buying clothing or, a, you know, piece of jewelry or whatever the item may be, when you're, you know, dealing with smaller numbers of them out there, I mean, nobody really likes to be at the party and look across the way and somebody's wearing the exact same thing as you. Um, it's uh, nice to be able to go and both support somebody locally in your community, help your local economy thrive, and, and come away with some items that uh, have some measure of of exclusivity, if you will. You've got it. And, you know, I mentioned it before we, uh, you know, jumped on to our segment, how, you know, just for me, as I've gotten to spend some time talking to uh, you and your team with the Small Business Administration, I, I mentioned the fact that, you know, as a you know person in the community, I've long known about the Small Business Administration and some programs that you offer there to you know, the small business owner uh, with regards to access to capital in a, in a variety of channels uh, and then along with that providing uh, folks access to, you know, mentors in the community who are, uh, you know, previously successful entrepreneurs, uh, business leaders who are active or, you know, uh, you know, have been in the business world for a long period of time to be able to give pointers to the, you know, younger uh, emerging business start startup companies, helping them have a higher level of success or at least a higher probability of succeeding. But the piece that I didn't really get um, and, and, and to me, I think it's very important to, for folks to, to think about and then, you know, th- therefore be wanting to get involved with the Small Business Administration is the underlying goal is not just to provide some capital to some businesses and help them in that way, but it's really to create jobs uh, and to really help these businesses grow uh, so that they can employ more of our people. And, and it's, it, it, I guess it should be obvious, but I I'd never really thought about it in that way. Yeah, I uh, I always like to think of what we do as microeconomic development. Yeah. When people hear the term economic development, they usually think of uh, large-scale projects, companies from other places to lo- relocate. But uh, building businesses one at a time also contribute to economic development and the well-being of a community, state, and the nation. And you were saying two out of three new private sector jobs coming largely from the small business sector. Is that right? That's correct. I mean, that's that's enormous. And, and I think that, uh, I know for me, it's surprising. I, 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 you know, never really had contemplated heavily the the uh, effect of, of the small business, you know, on our overall national economy. But, it, you know, when you sit and think about it, um, far more small businesses out there than we have the big guys that everybody knows about. That's true. And that's kind of what makes our economy here in the United States so much more dynamic because you do have the the chaos, if you will, of small businesses entering the market and and really having impacts on larger and medium-sized businesses. Well, you know, can you talk about some of the the key components that uh, that the Small Business Administration offers to the folks that get engaged with the SBA? Um, you know, I mentioned, you know, obviously there's some different vehicles for access to capital for those who uh, have certain needs and qualify, but uh, your mentoring programs and, and, and then other other areas as well. So can you talk some about some of the different things that you do? Sure. Um, you touched on the one everyone thinks of first, and that is access to capital. Uh, we do that primarily through uh, loan guarantees. We guarantee loans made by uh, private commercial lenders. Uh, we also have a microloan program. 
and we deliver that through nonprofit organizations. Uh, those organizations provide small amounts of capital, say up to 50000 and they also provide technical assistance to the borrowers. Uh, we have uh, counseling and training, and we do that through three really great resource partners, uh, SCORE, which is our volunteer partner organization, and those are the mentors, former business owners uh, that you alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Small Business Development Center Network that we partner with the University of Georgia uh, that provide a, a wealth of expertise fields as well as provide training uh, for the startup and the existing entrepreneur. And then we have Women Business Center. Uh, the Women Business Center focus on uh, female entrepreneurs, but they'll assist the guys as well. <laughs> as it happens, coming up on the 16th of December, I'm going to be doing a roundtable discussion with several ladies from Atlanta who all have launched successful businesses and brands uh, from here locally in the Atlanta area. So I'm really excited to be kind of helping, you know, generate some awareness on that front. And I, I honestly, until you just said so, I really wasn't aware that uh, the, the SBA, you know, provided some measure of focused attention to that group. But they're not alone. There's other groups out there that uh, that you put some particular attention to to help you know, get uh, startups that come from a variety of communities or diverse backgrounds uh, to get some assistance. Can you tell me, you know, if if I'm a, a small business owner from whatever the case may be, whether I'm a, you know, a woman, as you described, or uh, someone from the um, LGBT community or, or just a general small business owner, how do I get involved with your resources? What do I need to do? First place to start is our website. Uh, www.sba.gov, and you can put forward slash GA for Georgia, mm-hmm. and that will take you to our website here in Georgia, and you can identify the various resources that and where they're located, and you can make an appointment to see someone, be it SCORE, be it Women Business Center, or the Small Business Development Center. Now, if they, when they reach out, do they need to have an idea of who they need to talk to, or would they be like me, like, I'm really not sure who I need to ask for, I'm not sure what I, what I need to get involved with. Do you have somebody that kind of gets to know the small business, you know, and what their goals are, where they stand, and that sort of thing, and then you kind of say, oh, you, I need to link you up with SCORE, I need to link you up with maybe one of our financial advisors. You kind of point them in the direction to the resources that would make sense. Yes, they can contact our offices as well. Uh, they can email us at uh, georgia at sba.gov. Okay, and so then that those folks will then be able to kind of point them to potential expert resources that might be able to give them guidance or access to programs that might make sense for them. Yes. Uh, also on the SBA website, uh, there's a wealth of uh, instructional uh, how-to business education materials. Uh, we have over 40 online courses uh, on starting a business and growing an existing business. Now, are those courses, are they ones that, is there a, a, a fee of some kind involved to take take part in those, or are they offered no, free to those, those who want to come and use them? Wow, that's awesome. Or as I like to say, if you pay taxes, you've already paid for them. <laughs> well, you know, it's... Uh, 
I, I'm always excited to introduce people to resources out there they didn't know about that obviously either don't cost a whole lot or in this case, as you mentioned, we've already paid for it. You just need to come and, and uh, take advantage of it to, to your companies and the local economy's benefit. Um, you know, going back to what we were talking about with Small Business Saturday, you're, you're adding on to that now to, you know, include Small Business Saturday night. Talk about that. Yes. This year, we are partnering with the National Restaurant Association uh, to do uh, Dine Small, uh, that evening of Small Business Saturday. The idea is you've been shopping all day, visiting and and, and, uh, conducting business with your local merchants. It's now the end of the day. You're ready to eat. So why not carry out the theme by dining with a local restaurant. Well, that's a, you know, it's one of those things that that's easy to overlook. And I think it's cool that you're adding on to what was already proving to be, uh, you know, an effective means of making people stop and think about the small business owner. But there's small business owners in the restaurant sector as well. And, you know, sometimes you might just think, oh, we'll just go to the uh, chain that's around the uh, around the way when there's some really cool uh, offerings. I know here in the Atlanta area in particular, and um, in, in just in every city, there's going to be some very cool locally owned small, you know, pub type restaurants um, from everything from, you know, casual all the way up to very fancy dining offerings that we have access to in the community. So it's cool to make people stop and think about those. And that's the idea behind uh, Dine Small. And when you, when you, you know, try to, you know, gauge the impact, do you, what, what measures do you look at, you know, from, you know, say 2013 to this year, we'll have, um, you know, the implementation of an extra layer of, you know, go out at the end of your shopping day and, and dine in, in a local restaurant or maybe stop in a local pub uh, to celebrate uh, the holidays. What, what, what factors are you looking at to see, you know, what impact we ultimately had, you know, by our initiative? I think the main one would be how much money was spent mm-hmm. uh, through both uh, Small Business Saturday shopping and then the uh, uh, Dine Small, you know, Small Business Saturday night. Because uh, you, once you got a sense of what that figure is, you figure also kind of the multiplier effect and what the ultimate impact is on the economy during that day. Um, you know, obviously we're we're talking about the you know the upcoming uh, small business Saturday here, but uh, are there other places that uh, you're putting out the word to to let people know that this is coming? Oh yes, uh, um, this is a national uh, day, and uh, my counterparts around the country are putting out the same message. Hopefully the, the, the big traditional media outlets are, are letting you come on and talk a little bit about it as well. We certainly love s- supporting our uh, local uh, smaller to mid-sized businesses, particularly in the B2B space, uh, through our media outlets. So we're excited to you know, be helping to raise some awareness through our show here and hopefully maybe have an impact on some of our local businesses like the guys that were on our uh, show before you, you know, some local people that are doing some very cool things both locally as well as uh, elsewhere. So it's nice to be included in your efforts to uh, help those small businesses. Yes. And if people want to know more information, they can go to the SBA website, uh, sba.gov forward slash small business Saturday. 
And uh, so there'll be some information out there that uh, has holiday marketing tips, ideas, and materials for uh, entrepreneurs as well as the shoppers, I suppose. Yes. Anything else that you want to leave our our listeners with before we have to let you go? I know you've got uh, a busy schedule. Uh, the only other thing is is that uh, just quickly, uh, we are now open to accept nominations for our National Small Business Week Award. Uh, those are due by 3 p.m. on January 5th. Uh, the main categories include, of course, Small Business Person of the Year, uh, Small Business Exporter of the Year, uh, and then several other uh, awards for businesses that do federal procurement, you know, prime contractors, subcontractors, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And they can go to our website uh, for more information on that process. And just out of curiosity, if, I, if I'm lucky to be nominated, what, what leads me to victory, if you will, for, uh, for an award like that? Well, each award has its own set of criteria, mm-hmm. but it all comes down to how someone has been Exemplary as a small business owner, mm-hmm. a small business contractor, or have supported uh, small businesses. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. I wasn't aware of that program either, so I'm learning a lot just having you on. I'm very happy to uh, be sharing this information out there. Um, you talked about the website. You're on social media, too, I'm pretty sure. I know I've seen you on Twitter. I linked up with you there uh, as we got to talking with uh, your, the rest of your team here in the last few days. Can you talk about where folks can go to link up with you on social media as well? Okay. On uh, Actually, our regional office handles the social media mm-hmm. aspect. Uh, so I would have to get that information. Well, that's that's okay because one thing uh, our listeners know is that I link up with all the folks that uh, come on our show. And uh, if you're already following us or if you're not yet but you're listening to the show, we're on Twitter and Facebook at Midtown BRX. We tie in with all of the guests who come on our show, including the SBA uh, Gov National Twitter feed as well as the, uh, the, the, the Georgia SBA feed as well. So people will be able to link up with you on social media through us uh, in in addition to uh, being able to do so through your website as well. And, um, you know, just real quick before we go, anything else we want to make sure that we mention out there to the listeners before they kick off our, our upcoming Small Business Saturday and Saturday night? Uh, if they want to keep in touch with what, you know, is going on in SBA world, they can sign up for our email alerts. Okay. And you can do that through the SBA website. And then you'll kick out like a newsletter and upcoming events and initiatives that are going on as well. Right. Okay. Well, Terry, I want to say I, I, I'm very pleased to have had a chance to sit down and uh, talk about the uh, Small Business Saturday and Small Business Saturday night. I know I'm going to think about that initiative myself as we go out uh, into the community this coming weekend. And uh, I'm very pleased to be a part of uh, making that a, a successful effort. And um, thanks again for making time to come on the Midtown Business Radio Show for sure. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm sure that uh, with all the things that have going on at the Small Business Administration, I know you've joined us on the network a time or two uh, with various members of your team. So I look forward to uh, having more of the folks from like the the Small Business Development Network and the Small Business Administration itself to talk more about uh, all the cool things that uh, you do to help the small businesses here locally and across the nation. So thanks again. We'll be, be glad to do that. All right. Well, we'll be talking to you real soon. Take care.